0: On this show, I have talked at length about the importance of eating enough protein, but sometimes eating protein throughout the day can be a challenge. However, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts and is the perfect addition to your day. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there. But that's not all. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and better for you unsaturated fats, which we all need in our diet. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on your summer adventures. So whether you're dropping off the kids or running between meetings, fuel up with a healthy and tasty snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Thank you for tuning into Balanced Black Girl. I'm your host, Les. I've been hosting this podcast for almost four years. I can't believe it's been that long. And we're moving through our New Life series talking about fertility, motherhood, and birthing new ideas. So far in the series, we've talked about preparing to conceive, creating positive birth experiences, assembling care teams, finding your new identity as a parent, and reparenting yourself as an adult. And today's episode is a really fun one. I'm joined by Erica and Mila, hosts of Good Moms, Bad Choices, and we had such a good time recording this conversation. They're also based in LA, so we got to hang out in person and they have the best energy. They are so kind, supportive, fun. They are super smart women and really dope moms. We talk about their experiences dating as single moms, how they take care of themselves, what it's been like building a creative business while being mothers, and more. We also did a podcast swap, so after you listen to this episode, make sure you head over to Good Moms, Bad Choices to hear my interview on their show, and add Good Moms, Bad Choices to your podcast lineup if it isn't there already, because it definitely should be. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, Erica Hi. Lula. I'm Sorry, so excited to have you. No, I love it. We can just
1: jump right in. Thank you and for I'm having so happy us. happy to have you both. Thank you for having us. I know we just went on a deep dive of Hinge. Wow. <laughs> I love it. That's my life. They added the voice note. I don't like I it. Know. I hate it. I hate, I hate oh. it, but I love it. Because, oh, because, I love it, the TikToks about it. Because, because it. it gives you a little bit less space to, like, your judgment can be more on more on point when you can hear the voice and what they choose to say. Yes. Or it could be wrong, and then you're like, damn, exactly. this voice is sexy. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I'll put a no respect for that. <laughs> sure. I
0: love the voice notes feature only from what i see other people post about it on tiktok because people post a lot of tiktoks of like the ridiculous voice notes that they oh, hear on done. hinge and it's
1: hilarious
0: i need to go on this search oh my god
1: do we need to add that to close friends I mean, i'm not pretty to. sure we have some oh, characters you should
0: <laughs> you should because it that is premium content
2: yeah. I mean, that might have to happen right now. And we have we have, our, you know, everyone has close friends on Instagram and we always post like our like hinge photos of like I've had a guy that was literally by a fireplace with all of his um huskies and he was wearing a fur coat and I mean, he was Husky and he topless. Now. He had like seven huskies around mm. him and the fire oh. was lit behind him. I got to find this photo. Um, he's like a mountain
1: man? I think I've seen that. I, see. I
2: sent it to the, to the male group chat to like Problem in them. And they were like, why the fuck are you sending us this? I was like, this is what
1: I'm dealing with, guys. Because
2: <laughs> um, what do you even do with that information? I don't know what to do with
0: somebody who has seven. has He Jennifer said he's COVID. a
1: man who runs with wolves. Like, are you down or not? Literally. It was in Colorado. So, yeah. yeah he wants it a was a wild woman. It was in
2: Colorado. He was showing me he was a mountain man.
1: <laughs> you know that's funny because recently i've been thinking about like what kind of man do i want and like the words that came in my mind were like like a warrior like <laughs> like a protector i kept thinking having like i seen well it's jason momoa basically <laughs> in a sci-fi movie <laughs> but i was like i wonder like innately is that my like inner loins just like now a your dive. inner loins <laughs> you know even like um what's my what's the, uh white Bay that you didn't like his his dreads at all Oh. Uh, Doesn't his name Jason? No, no. Blake. Blake, yeah. When are we, oh, we're not, oh, we're not on our podcast. Blake. (laughs) He's white. He's definitely not listening to Blake. He's on Hinge for sure. No, but some of the girls probably know Blake's He's on Hinge. I swear to God. All these people are on Hinge. Uh,
0: (laughs) So if you live in in LA and have been on
1: Hinge, you might be able to find these people. (laughs) I know you guys, they're in the car right now like, what the (laughs) fuck? I saw Blake's fine ass. That's the one I'm talking about. He looks like a primal, like, leader of the tribe. That's what I'm looking for. Hmm.
0: But I'm glad you know that.
1: Well, I don't know if that's realistic. That's okay. what I was talking about—the things that I think that I want, and then, like, is what you actually want. Th- yeah. Then the boyfriend that I have was wearing lace panties on the internet, and I—that's <laughs> I what I, I was like. What is it that I <laughs> think masculinity looks like? And then I was like having flashes of that guy, Jason Momoa, and then like the boyfriend that I actually have is literally wearing lace panties on the internet, and it's so cute. He's so cute, but I, I'm like. Why do I think that this is masculine? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I need to honor my intuition and find Jason Momoa? He's getting a divorce right now,
0: or should I, <laughs> I think divorce? <laughs> I actually, is heard done. that they, I heard that he moved back in. <gasps> Not that yeah. I
1: mean, I'm, I'm happy I think for I, them. I'm, I'm rooting for them. Man. I am. I, I mean, am. We love Lisa Bonet.
2: So. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: But he's fine as hell. If he has a brother or like a clone, i right. right. or like a, a Rasta, like a tribal Rasta. I'm also looking for that. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, uh, I'm a little high, so that's okay. Being very honest. I <laughs> and horny, Jesus. I'm,
0: I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I just love this because I think that even how you're talking right now is how a lot of us think when I'm just sitting and I have thoughts going, like, that's exactly what it sounds like. I'm like, wait, but what about this? But what does that mean? But should I look into that or is this okay? Mm. I'm like, know. am I
1: being shallow? And then I was even like, so I even told my friend, I'm like, does that mean gay? I'm like, obviously it doesn't mean gay. Why do I think that means gay? I'm like, even if someone is gay, they can always be gay at any point. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like nothing really protects you from like all these things that we believe are so right. not true anyway. Right. And that it can apply to anything
0: kind of that expectations versus reality. You know, we just had some examples with dating that can apply to any area of, of life. And I'm finding myself constantly checking my expectations versus the reality that i'm living because when i get too far into the expectations that's when i get disappointed right mm. then you're like is this every, even what you want every right.
2: time every time but we're an expectation driven society like society doesn't exist unless there's some sort of expectation that's looking to be met yeah. you mm. know and i don't know if that's american society or that's other i mean i think that there's obviously each each Sit, each society has its own things, you know, but it's I definitely Western. It's Western, definitely what. Yeah. West, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like being, I think that being open to at least for me in our podcast, um, it has allowed me more space to be open to changing my mind. Mm-hmm. I do think that though, it's important to know like what your what, what it is that like who you are, what foundationally things are like, I'm open to changing my mind, but at the base of this is who, what I believe. Mm -hmm. And I love you. I love that for you. That's my favorite. That's my favorite saying that I learned in 2021. Yes. My friend would say it to me all the time. Like, I love that for you. And I was like, so you don't want to do that.
1: I know. I'm always (laughs) confused. Are you saying like, you don't love it for you? That's exactly what it means. That is what they're saying. I'm I'm like, are you insulting me?
0: Are you congratulating me? I'm so confused. Depends on how they say it. I feel like the times I say it, it truly is like, absolutely not, but love it. Mm -hmm. You know? I feel like sometimes it can be condescending,
2: depending on how it's said. I think that like, yeah, it for sure can be condescending. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, I love that for you. For me means like, I love that for you. Maybe maybe I love that for me too. I'm just not sharing that I love that for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I wouldn't know why I wouldn't because I feel like human connection is about sharing. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm just not there yet. Yeah. Or maybe I won't arrive there. I don't know. That's like the exciting part about the journey is yeah. that I don't know what, Everything, every topic, every country, like I'm going to probably die and not see everything. You know, I probably won't see everything
1: on Earth. Wow, I never thought of it that way. God damn it. (laughs) God damn it. It's for real. That's disappointing. Why would you have to say that? I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to be disappointing. I think there's beauty in that. Yeah, I guess it's a little mystery.
2: I don't want full access. We live in a full access society again, too. Western society makes everything feel like everything is accessible. You can do anything, which is great for the ego, you know, but like, you can't, bitch. And like, I don't want to. And I- what am I going
1: to do my next lifetimes?
2: <laughs> True. I'm going to just do this shit all this over is again. Be the best
1: one. <laughs> I was thinking about expectation, too, because like with expectancy, you have you have these standards that you want met kind of, you know, like even in love, we're talking about dating and shit and like getting something. And you're like, damn, I don't really want this. Like, Ooh, I got so far. now I'm like, you're kind of getting on my nerves, you know, like you have these things that you're checking off, but what if we just like not dated without expectation, but just allowed people to exist outside of what we molded it to be, you know, like my primal Jason Momoa warrior, (laughs) Prince (laughs) King. Um, And like, I don't know for women, I think, especially we have so much ex- expectation on like our forever person, you know, there's all this, uh, this programming around finding a mate, having a partner, like fought, like all those security things, but there's really no guarantee either way. No. And so if we don't lead with that, then it's, there's, it's like, you can force the guarantee. That's what
2: people do. They just say, I'm tired of looking. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired. I'm t- I don't feel like doing the work. You're good enough. Mm. I'm going to be unhappy, but at least I have this guarantee.
0: But I feel like the other side to that is I do think we have a lot of people now with dating and everything being so accessible as people always think they can get something better. Like there's more options out there. I'm that person. And I think there's a balance between being not like just settling or giving up for whatever it is, but also being like, I'm okay being where I'm at with who I'm with and not always looking over my shoulder, waiting for something better. Do you think
2: that, that, like, I think that again, I know we talked about this in our show, but like living in a time where everyone kind of, because you have all this access, like, I don't know. And like living in this time where things are shifting, like I said, in like 200 years, I feel like mm-hmm. this time in history will be written about because there's oh, yeah. been this major shift. Like, I think there's a shift in dating overall mm-hmm. too, as a human race. Yes. And, the the mystery of not knowing if this is my person, but like I don't I don't have any more I don't have the option to keep searching because there's so uh, you can keep searching you can just now. get on an
1: app and search you can just can keep
2: searching yeah. whereas before it's like I live in a small town these are my options yes. I'm gonna pick this one <laughs> yeah. yes. for real like and now it's like I live in a small town but hey I got Hinge on the uh, open five fifty mile radius so. Like, it's, it's definitely a collective shift even when it comes to love and dating and, like, even, like, what city you live in matters more now, too. I feel like there's, like, definitely different trends happening in Los Angeles in dating than there are in New York or in the South, like, in Texas. Like, here, I feel like in LA, I don't know. Like, I'm a single mom, so I, my dating experience, I feel like, is a little bit different than maybe someone who doesn't have kids. But, it's you know, I feel like... Everyone wants to just go with the flow. There's not a lot of intentionally dating. Maybe pandemic has shifted that more because we couldn't really connect with everyone. But also the pandemic did was like, and let's talk about that pandemic. I hate that word. But like made people feel like they have to like keep their options open because you just don't know. Yeah. You never know what could happen. Why would I make this choice forever if like... You never know, or it's like I feel, must I like hold I on f- to. I
1: feel like men func- like kind of function from that way more because I still feel like even d- I think for women, despite all the access we have, I don't know. I be feeling like shit, bitch. We swiped a long time to get to this one. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> there's not a lot of options. So, but I, 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 I'm also a firm believer that when you find your person. You're just going to know mm-hmm. and it's going to be easy yeah. and you're not going to be wondering and you're going to be like, oh, okay, bitch, but what about the people that like didn't know it was their person all these years
2: and then they like finally gave that nerd a chance and it's like the love of their life. Like that bitch didn't know. But I think
0: usually in those stories, there's some time of like a There's an evolution that happens where they either like grow together, change in their own ways and then that's when they
1: recognize Right? It. It's not, yeah. It's like barely you've been best friends for for years and then you're like, you're my, oh, I don't know. There's so many scenarios. Yeah, there's there's so many options.
2: There's so many (laughs) options. It's It's overwhelming
1: it is and then it's like look at all the options men have and and it feels like I think women feel like they have to get chosen I mean obviously
0: well what's been very interesting though because I have had like an extended single season that started in my late 20s and now being in my early 30s I did feel a shift when I was dating men in my 20s who are often in their 20s where it was definitely that kind of go with the flow whatever and then dating in my 30s as I've started to date men who are in their 30s I found that a lot of them, if they like, you know, have their stuff together, whatever, will get to a point where they're like, "I want woman now," and they're like, "You, I'm on date with you, I want a permanent plus one that is you." And Are you I'm sure like, they're no. lying?
2: No, <laughs> probably, probably, I, I think <laughs> know,
0: they think that's what they want. That's, that's the what
1: thing. I'm saying. Like, I, I just can tell. Thirties? No. Yes. No, I do think on Hinge, I have found that if there is a man, usually over thirty-five, yes. Over 35 is 35 is the magic 30, age. Yeah, like 35 upper, those men on Hinge be the fuck serious about finding their fucking wife. There's a few they're and, a, they're and they a, write it in their description. Yeah. But <laughs> they, they also
0: are. like from my experience the men not here who for have, casual attraction. Yeah. The men who have kind of pursued that that I've experienced with me, it's like they want a permanent plus one, but they're not actually listening to me mm. or who I am or how I am. Because I'm like, if you were listening to this conversation, you would see we're not compatible.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. I've, that's happened to me. I had the one boyfriend I had from Hinge had a serious checklist, and I got it because he was, was Adventure Bay. He was older, and he had a plan for his life. He was a Virgo, <laughs> and guess what? He he, I bet he's gonna he found that wife after me on Hinge. Absolutely. But I do agree. Like sometimes people just filling the space because yeah. they are checking off some and you feel that even mm-hmm. in that and I and because I don't know I guess there's there's both I guess you're Literally on a time I think you do, though. As you get
2: older, you do have boxes that you know you need checked.
1: Well, I mean, specifically for babies, I think that's a thing, too. There is an actual age that shit don't start yeah. doing what it do. And, <laughs> and then you function from the need to or want to have a child, to procreate, rather. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue, because obviously your podcast
0: is Good Moms, Bad Choices. You're both moms. And I would love to talk to you a little bit about motherhood, That's a big theme on the podcast right now. It's something that I'm talking to guests about because it's not something that I've experienced. But as someone who follows your content, listens to the podcast and enjoys what you do, something that I really admire about you two and what you've created is that you have motherhood. You are good moms, obviously in the name and, and how you live, but you also have your own identities and you also still live life and enjoy life. And I think a lot of the messaging that we can get around motherhood is like, once you're a mom, that's it. There is, there is no joy to be had. There is no.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> anything, the joy you know? all is in your child. They,
0: they are the only source of joy. They are the only source of everything. And like what life, mm-hmm. you know, And I appreciate that you show us that you can have a life and also still be a really great mom and be on that journey. So I would just love to kind of hear more about your experiences there.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I think that it's, it's a, it's an ongoing journey I go through. I think if you're a mother and you're listening, you know, mom guilt, it doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. It follows you no matter where you go. (laughs) (laughs) And so even within making choices for myself, that's still something that I'm always like, kind of like trying to keep at bay. But the payback for choosing myself is always so much higher than any sort of temporary guilt that I feel. And I love my daughter. I love spending time with her. She's the cool ass kid. She's seven now. And like, every year is like a new chapter in just our friendship. But I also need a break from that little motherfucker. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I and being a single mother is honestly it's a blessing and a curse in ways the blessing is that i get to drop her off and like i feel like married people we always talk about this on the podcast like we're always talking about like yeah we want like we like we want partnership and all these things and it's on the way but like isn't it great that we don't aren't married because that would mean the kids would have to stay here when we leave (laughs) and we come back but i think that it's really been important for me and jamila like just as being if we if showing up as good moms requires you to take time for you i am no sir i'm not good i'm not a good mom if i'm at my children's my child's beck and call because i am her little bitch you know (laughs) i pay for everything i support her dreams i'm her cheerleader i'm her uh, disciplinary you know she's my teacher in ways like it's a lot (laughs) driver it's a fucking lot i'm her driver chef coordinator coordinator (laughs) like it's just like it's it's a lot of things that i have to be and i need moments of
1: just being me
2: yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah you said that beautifully (laughs) um i think erica and i have discovered in this journey that women have children and then there's this like unspoken rule that you have to show up as this a different person. You have to then put down these things and be a mom. And this is what that looks like. And don't do those things that you did before being a mom because you're a mom now, right? Like, oh, did you, she's not doing that anymore. But I think the pressure that we feel is it's legitimate. Like, it, it's real. And it's not realistic. And it really breeds unhappy women and a lot of unhappy mothers, and unhappy mothers breed unhappy, not well children. And I think it's very important that we understand that after childbirth, after pregnancy, you still, and actually really should, fight for who you are as an individual and what your happiness and pleasure looks like. And let me tell you, It's definitely going to look like taking a break sometimes because that's the only way you can really fully function in a a pleasurable way. We need breaks from people. We need to sit with ourselves to feel like, what do I feel like outside of you and you and you? And that could be mom, it could be husband, it could be child. You could love people and also still need to understand who you are in this world because that's how you better serve everybody around you. Mm -hmm. And I think that so often that narrative gives women it's it gives women little space to express themselves and show up in the multitudes of ways that women do because we're fucking layered and we're so multi dimensional and you deserve to do that little that fun wild thing that you did that made you happy if you need to dance on the bar bitch before you go home <laughs> at night whatever the fuck it is if you need to go on a date and feel sexy if you need to masturbate if you need to have a joint you know like it looks different for every. Everybody and all that to say Sorry. you can only give your child the very best version of you if you're being hundred percent yourself mm-hmm. and a lot of times it requires that you you know, you you sit and figure out what that, that looks like independent of anybody else. And I think people think you got to live and breathe your child. And if you don't, you're a bad mom or like, oh, you went out or you went on vacation or you're with your girls getting drunk or whatever, twerking or whatever, like society tells you you're no longer supposed to do. Oh, you can't post pictures with your titties out. That's not appropriate. You're too old. It's too sexy. I'm talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um what is your daughter gonna think your daughter's gonna think that she should post pictures with her titties out because your titties out and it's like no actually i'm instilling in my child that it's so important that you show up as whoever it is that you are it doesn't have to look like mom it doesn't have to look like dad it doesn't have to look like jody down the street it looks different for everybody but in fact just like I have to figure out what that looks like for me, you should do that too. Yes. Because we're all individuals. And I think that's the most important lesson, really, that we can give our children in motherhood. And that's our whole brand. <laughs> yeah.
0: In that oh, Mila, I love that, and I love what you said about still experiencing joy and pleasure, and just being in your wholeness. Because what I've observed around a lot of conversations around motherhood and expectations that's placed on mothers is that once they become a mother, what is enjoyable to them no longer matters. Like their needs no longer matter, and from what I've seen, it actually seems like during that time, that's when your needs probably matter the most, mm. the most, and so. We're telling women that once they bring life into the world, what they need doesn't matter when that's a time when you're probably the most vulnerable and and need that more than ever. And you're
1: doing the most godly work you've ever done. This is the – you're – Your master, like formation into the falcon, this is one of your many sauces. Yeah, like (laughs) motherhood is to be empowered. Birth is an empowering motherfucking experience. Is it painful? Yes, but getting through that journey in your body and in your spirit, there's something deeply spiritual that takes place, whether it's vaginal or whatever the ways. But the transformation into motherhood is so fucking powerful. But if we're not empowered in even the birth, if we're not empowered in showing up as ourselves in the most prowess, most primal way, if, you're, if everyone around you tells you you're supposed to dim yourself after that, it will fuck up all of the power you're supposed to take from this rite of passage you like you that's why i'm i really encourage women to rethink that sacrificial lamb type of thought because in fact this is you forming into the highest divine mother goddess of your experience to this point and every time you do it and when you get, let people take that power away from you you're 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 really not taking the opportunity to y- utilize this transformation in the way that can be formative and life-changing and ignite some shit in your child and everybody around you. Mm -hmm. You're feeding a child. You've carried a child. You've done all these things like, yeah, motherfucker, rub my feet. And I have to go. (laughs) Hold this baby. Did you see what the fuck I just did? I have to go find myself in the jungle for two weeks. (laughs) Yep. And I don't want to hear shit about it. Mm -hmm. Not a guilt. In fact, support me. Gather around me, tribe. Feed me fruit from your hand to my mouth. (laughs) this like, happens
2: on our retreat. This,
1: <laughs> this is and like this is the mentality that we're trying to ignite in like tribe and in village and how it really looks to support women and mothers because we're doing a lot of great work over here. And in fact, if you feed us, we're feeding the children like spiritually and for real and that breeds like the higher consciousness in the world in which we're trying to make a better one for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's like that is where we're all fucked up in the patriarch is that we've taken our power and women are confused and dazed. They don't know who they are. They don't recognize themselves. They don't recognize their power. And it's creating like children who also don't recognize their power. And that is very detrimental to the life force. Yeah. Oh my gosh,
0: 100%. I'm like, word. I
1: have no personal experience (laughs) about any
0: of this, but I- Just having seen it and having seen it through a lot of my friends and loved ones who are going through this experience right now, I can see that a lot. And something that you mentioned, Erica, was mom guilt, which Mm. I'd love to talk about because I think that
2: I've never heard a man say anything about dad guilt. Of course not. Now they would be trying to say it now on the internet. Right. Um, it doesn't exist that's why I mean not to say that men don't feel guilty because that's I I don't think that fathers don't experience any sort of longing for their child when they're out working or I'm not to say like they're total sociopaths (laughs) but it's it's a different expectation that a is put on us as women period like that we're supposed to show up under all means necessary whether we're sick whether we're fulfilling our dreams whether we are just taking a fucking break like if our child is in need then we are the the only ones that need to be there or like the first ones on on site and it's a farce first of all but I think that there's also something that's just I think innately ingrained in the woman because we are the the childbearers. we have this connection to our kids that sometimes I'm like I know that like the patriarchy has created mom guilt <laughs> but also I feel That just the fact that I gave birth to a human that's outside walking amongst the earth, detached from me, like there is a pulling, Mm -hmm. there is a longing, like... If she's in pain, I'm in pain almost, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't I think that a level of mom guilt is necessary. Mm -hmm. There has to be a checks and balance, because if not, then moms would be bad moms. Probably. Honestly, there'd be a lot of bad moms in the world. Just like, fuck it. I mean, there's
1: definitely some (laughs) some detached non-maternity. Absolutely. But
2: I believe that there's a healthy balance. And I don't I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't know the cure to mom guilt. Yeah. I don't know if there is one. Mm-hmm. I think there's a level of lessening it. But in, so far in my seven years of experience of mom guilt, I've I've battled it, of course. But I argue that it's a little bit necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to the point where it is interrupting your happiness yeah. and um, your all your choices yeah. and moving you forward. Because at the end of the day, you are an individual. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that baby is going to leave you. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and do their own motherfucking thing you know and be like mom back up and then you've you know you've, you've you've never like taken time for yourself and you wake up and you're like oh my god what have i done what do i do now yeah. i think a lot of women don't even know what they want to do like on a daily basis because every morning it's wake up feed the kids do this. Go to the grocery store. Go pick up the kid. Take him to soccer practice. Pick them up from soccer practice. Go to Chick fil A. Fuck. Oh, shit. I told him I was going to cook tonight. Go to the grocery store. Cook. Like, oh, you want ice cream? Oh, you want stickgiddles? Oh, you like it's just like it's non stop that like some women I'm like,
1: you forget to think for yourself. Do you yourself? even know, like, yeah. if you
2: had a day off, what do you actually want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do today? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Nothing.
1: Like, where's your favorite coffee shop? Yeah.
2: <sighs> nothing. But like, and that's cool, too. But that's why I think it's important for women to take extended breaks, because we need a few days to decompress. For sure. Like day one is not enough. Mm-mm. Like whenever I drop my kid off and like her dad tried to drop her off like day two, I'm like, I just was de-
1: I just I just started feeling like. <sighs> Okay, (laughs) well, because there is that maternal attachment to your child. Mm -hmm. That's like our primal instinctual motherly shit. Like there's no we're mothers 100% of the time when we sleep, no matter what, no matter what we're doing, there's always that, you know what I mean? And I think that's the part that like dads don't experience that way. Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the difficult part to just like, accept that there's there's I think almost it starts to happen as you get pregnant, you start to have like, Wild, crazy thoughts. It's like it's like your gauge. It's like your internal gauge to you know, like you know, maybe I do need to sit my ass down and do this, or maybe I like you have to become like in balance of your pleasure and like prioritizing yourself and also like showing up Mm -hmm. because everything is like parenthood is not easy. You know, it's not easy. It requires you to just work on yourself It require to show up as a certain person. But even in being, like I said, the best part of yourself, you have to find time to do the work on yourself, which so you're clear enough to even recognize, okay, I need to show up for her more in this way. Like, am I prioritizing her? You know, and all these like, but mostly to get clear about that and not judge yourself or feel shame about it is to be clear enough and have time and space to figure it all out. You mm-hmm. deserve that. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, I
2: think sometimes the narrative in like this motherhood space or like women that advocate for other women taking time, because now thank God it is a, something that you see more examples of on the internet mm-hmm. and it, there's still a lot of work to be done, but it exists. But there's this level of like, fuck them kids. Right? It's like fuck them kids. And it's almost like doom. Like you hate your kid. <laughs> like, yeah. like you, it's like you have to hate your kid in order to like self care yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say like, cause sometimes I feel like that can be the narrative and it's like, no, like you take the time so that you can be this fucking amazing mother that like you've been put on this earth to do. And what an exciting and incredible responsibility that I've been asked and called to do that. I get to, in some way shape someone instill mm-hmm. someone say, Hey, look at all these opportunities options pick one like this one worked for me but it might not work for you like that's fucking cool and that's why I love being a parent I do and it's not something that I initially felt called to be like I was like I don't think so like I don't like kid shit (laughs) I don't even know if I like babies you know and and I do I do now I I, it's it's obviously shifted me in a way but even if you don't like you're also allowed to just like your kid yeah there's a lot of like pressure for parents to like all children (laughs) And you don't have to. Yeah. As long as you are being good to the one that you're raising and being good to yourself, like that's a lot already. A whole lot. Yeah.
0: I'm also thinking like as some I'm interested in having kids in maybe a couple years. And so something that I'm starting to think about is like, what are the Kind of relating back to the conversation we had on your podcast, like that shadow work that's good to get into before I think about bringing another life into the world. I'm curious if y'all have any advice
1: about. We did no shadow work before giving birth. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, huh? Wow, that's so yeah, woke I, of you. I, like, I, what I would know. you? What like, advice would you give? Uh, I was like, now, damn, I don't know if I was even thinking that. But I was <laughs> like, fuck, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Sh-
2: I would say, I mean, not that a kid limits you, like, from what you can do. It definitely slows you the fuck down. Yeah. Make sure that you've, like, really fully experienced the things you want to experience. Not that you can't after having a child, but, like, do it all. Fuck them all. Like, (laughs) you know, like date them all like try it all say yes a fucking lot because you're gonna have to say no more because you just
1: be spontaneous fuck it yeah
2: you know make sure that you're like not romanticizing your relationship like be real about it and like sometimes that's really really it's almost impossible to be real about it it takes you like having your heart broken it's not talking for six months to then look outside and be like bitch all the signs were there Mm -hmm. but like i don't know we talked about on our episode with you about reparenting yourself and how that can be really challenging if you've never had a child because you've never been a parent. But like, I think what I think is a great tool is what advice would you give your best friend? Like if your best friend was dealing with any of the shit that you were going through, would you say stay? Would you say, like, what would you say? Truly like being like the judgmental best friend, be the judgmental best friend to yourself yeah. you know so I would say because I, I know dick and love will blind you and then you're fucking pregnant <laughs> and then like society and friends and pressure and, like, and age right? and all these things that say it's time yes. you can't do like you you got pregnant mm, you, you gotta have that baby now because you're like 32 like that's kind of like crazy you know I feel
0: like a type of way about not being there yet and like oh is it is it too late? Will it be? Oh, like, no, um, I, know,
1: I know. When my friends are talking about that, I'm like, "Bitch, go do more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Come back in a year. I don't know what to tell you. I think you might, maybe two. I, I don't know. Like you, you could do whatever you want. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like yeah, it's it's. You do have a different level of freedom, and I, obviously we we are single moms, so we have like the opportunity to exercise that freedom more because we do get the privilege of dropping them off and splitting the time hopefully
2: your husband
1: yeah i really hope shows that, up. that's another thing like i think that's the problem too i yes. think men have uh been granted the privilege of being like let's it's you know you're the mom and they're not gonna most men know this this shit is not fair but they're gonna continue to reap the benefits of not showing up oh you're here sh- shower oh you're here Do you, this. you're gonna leave for seven days like what, what, what am, I supposed, what am I, I supposed to do I have work like so do i you like, know how, you know right. you know so many women are our retreat so many women were like my child's 11 this is the longest he my, her my her dad has been with her like in seven days she's like she just he just texts me and asked which toothbrush is hers <laughs> this is a fucking lesson yeah. you need to let a motherfucker out that's a very important some work you need to do how 50 50 are we going what does fatherhood showing up 50 percent look like for you? And sometimes 70. And sometimes 70 when I can't give anymore, right. because there's going to be a time, no matter how much you love motherhood, or no matter how much you love your kid, then you can't give, give 50. You can't give shit. <laughs> there are times I'm like, please get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I'm about to flip out. Yeah. Kids have no chill. <laughs> and they don't give a fuck honestly and they're like almost don't get like uh what is it social like cues? social cues yeah. common like respect yeah. they don't give a fuck they're just like i want it and i want it now and also what do you mean i to give it to me fuck you literally that's that and it's it, it really does require that sometimes you have a lo- someone a village not even like more than multiple people that you can really rely on and say, hey, can you help me? That's really important. Like seeing if you have a like a tribe, a strong tribe of people you love and trust. And also, I think the the best work to do is working on your intuition and listening to that shit. Love that. Because as women, we get a lot of advice and we ask, we seek a lot of advice only to do what we want to do and sometimes to be persuaded to do some shit we knew we shouldn't do to to begin with because that's not what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I asked your ass and now I'm here living your fucking life (laughs) and I'm pissed. (laughs) It's true it's so true um, and I, uh, you've got to stop that shit yeah. because as a mother in motherhood that is your intuition is god speaking directly to you yes. and only you know what you need to do and it's really important to start getting clear with self to understand what that voice is and if it's influenced by actually what you want or what other people have told you. And I think now is the most important time to start doing well, not now. like putting, you, in,
2: <laughs> putting it in practice, for sure. That, that would be a tip of mine that I didn't even know. I mean, your tip would be something that I wish I would have known before I had a child. You know, that was not even that was not even on the table. <laughs> um,
1: and also just trust trust. Other people try like release control, you know. Like it's okay to drop that baby off. Like I remember going to someone's house. They were like, I was I had a client and they were like baby prepping their house, and she was I was doing her lashes, and I'm an esthetician. I do lashes. To go to people's houses, and she's like, Yeah, someone was just leaving. She's like, We just spent like seventy five hundred dollars, like baby proofing the house. And I was like, <laughs> This bitch. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm like, like there's just. You don't need to baby proof. I mean, everybody do what you need to do, but like what makes you feel good. But there's so much stress and manic around being a mother. And a lot of times you don't really need a whole bunch of stuff. Just coming as you are, feeding them and changing them is enough.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful.
1: And I feel like we even see that
0: with kids. It's like you can buy a kid the best, most fanciest
2: toy and they're going to find a piece of cardboard Mm -hmm. and a
0: rock and love it.
2: Even more. Also, like. And they uh, won't care. They won't have no problem telling you that they prefer (laughs) this, actually.
1: Also, kids (laughs) are manipulative. They are. Like, Mm. they, they will fuck with you. And I think it's important, like, you know, we're talking about the gauge of like mom guilt and doing stuff for your kids. But also sometimes if you give your kids a lot of extra, like (laughs) this is going to sound bad, let me really (laughs) not if you give your kids too much attention. But if you give them what they want all the time Mm. and then you start to take time for yourself, they're going to act out in a way because they're so used to you not having time for yourself that they're going to manipulate you in a way that you do feel guilty so that when you do step away to take time for yourself they have no idea what they looks like and yeah. they're like what the fuck are you doing yeah. or you can't even step your away, but you're not away yeah you know that's that's really
2: true kids are the best manipulators of all time They're very
1: tricky you gotta watch them. yeah <laughs> they're smart they are they're emotionally like van- they're from you they're from yes. God. They were inside
2: yes. of you feeling all of your anxieties. Mm-hmm. All the things that you experienced, they felt like, mm, mommy gets annoyed when that happens. I'm going to do that. I know how to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, mommy, mommy's going to stay if I do this, if I look at her like this, if I say, oh, I've, you haven't been here, even though I know this bitch has been here for 45 days straight. <laughs> but, you know, they do that and then they also check you,
2: which is, and that's when you when, when you really, you have to be able to decipher like what's the real shit and what is the manipulation. Because there's been times where my daughter has checked me and I needed to be checked and I was like I thought you weren't noticing I was doing that but now I know that you know so now I'm gonna stop thanks for telling me you know and I'm like that's my lesson like you are you do like your feelings matter because sometimes as parents we get annoyed and we're like that's what I said though. that's why yeah like don't fucking question me you know, like, and I think that's the, that's, that's, that's the black parent. We do, we do that a lot where we are kind of dismissive to our children's feelings because they're immature feelings. You know, and we're like, this is not important right now. Actually, like you're crying is I'm doing, I'm going through real life shit. And it's like, well, this is the realest shit in their life right yeah, now. Yeah. A good <laughs> perspective. You know, and I've had to like many times, many times, like apologize. Mm-hmm. And talk myself off of like, you know, what I'm, what my first reaction is, which is just make it stop, shut the, shut up, you know, and be like, okay, babe, what, what is actually happening here? What is the problem? And like, why can't you express it to me? Okay. We have work to do here. You know, I, you know, and I think, I think it goes both ways, the manipulation, but also the moment, the teachable moments that kids inevitably offer you because they are mirrors.
0: Yeah. They're such good teachers.
2: They are. (laughs) They are. Too good. (laughs) I know my daughter's getting really good at math and I, I'm, she's going to start embarrassing me soon. I'm scared. <laughs> Seriously, we're in the car. And she's like, mommy, what's 67 plus 78? And I was like, fuck. I was like, fuck. I was like, 130, 40? <laughs> And she's like, check on the calculator. I was like, fuck, it took too long to answer. I'm like, this is where it starts happening, where my kid.
1: Not check on the calculator. <laughs> my
2: ch- Sounds wrong. <laughs> my kid finds out I'm not as smart as she thinks. Or where she like outsmarts me and she becomes smarter than me. And that's exactly what I want. My friend told me the other day, she was looking at my daughter's picture. She's like, i so cool. She's gonna be cooler than you. And I was like, I know. I'm so happy about Thank that. I want her to be, I want her to be cooler than me.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah. Isn't that like a cool thought? Like I want you to do all the things you want to do yeah. and I want you to know that you can do them. I want but,
2: you to have all this sauce early.
1: Yeah. Have mm-hmm. the sauce right now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I do feel like kids are, have more sauce now than at least I know I did. I don't know. I won't speak for y'all, but I feel like back in the day there was a limited sauce to go around for the kids. <laughs> Today
2: kids have a lot more. It's a double <laughs> Maybe it. it's, the it's, it's It's both. It's good and yeah. bad. It's and that's stuff. fucking TikToks. Yeah, just the <laughs> Oh my God.
0: So I would also love to talk to you about what it also looks like to be mothers while you are building and creating dope shit and chasing your dreams, right? Like you've created good moms, bad choices, which is such a dope platform. You built it to be like an incredible business. And I think a lot of people may feel like, Okay, it's harder for me to pursue those things I want to pursue while still having the role of mother. How has that experience been for the two of you?
2: It's been beautiful. It's been challenging. It's been sacrificing time. Yeah. It's been like all the things. I think one of the ways we've been able to grow our business is by including our kids in some way. I mean, not necessarily on the podcast, but they come along. Yeah, They were in my house every night when I was recording. Yeah. You know, if we needed to record somewhere else, they're probably going to come.
1: Yeah.
2: Because my dream isn't going to stop because I have a kid. In fact, like, and then... And, I've never really felt that way, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I started we started good moms when our daughters were like two and a half, right? Three, two and a half. Almost three. Almost three. Actually it was almost three because I was listening to the first episode and mm-hmm. was like Irie's almost three. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How she said it. <laughs> Motherhood really gave me this like I don't even know where it came from, yeah. this journey, this drive. I needed connection yeah. desperately. And that's why I me and Jimmy Lamette. Like it was literally, I was a desperate desperate housewife slash not housewife, but sort of kind of, and I needed friends Mm -hmm. bad and I needed mom friends bad. Like my friends weren't cutting it. It wasn't enough. I needed someone to relate to this exact experience that I was going through. And so I literally found Mila on the internet and made her my friend. And I don't know if I would do that now. I probably wouldn't do that now, but it was just what my spirit was lacking and was like, couldn't ignore anymore. But I would say like being able to have this friendship turn business has been like the reason why I think God really put Jamila in my life like for a reason. Like it is divine. And I know that like I had to be open to that calling. And I think as like you have to be open, like if something makes you feel even a little bit of good, run towards it. And that's what, like, good moms was but for me. I was like, oh, my God. Every day I'm like, this feels, like, really good. Like, okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Like, Irie's not going to stop this shit. You're coming. Come on. Get get your ass in the car. You know? Like, I think not having to make the choice between either one and creating an environment where like you don't have to make that choice and sometimes the choice doesn't look that cute. Like, yeah, like I'm recording and my kid is here and she's interrupting and I'm talking about sex and I have to keep pausing it and you have to go in the other room but I'm going to get this thought out because this is really (laughs) important to me. Like, it's sacrifice. There's been times where our kids have like raised themselves for a few weeks, you know? Like, they're playing in the other room because we're building something right now.
1: It has been sacrificial in ways like Time and like it's difficult. It's it's difficult. There's
2: no easy, cute, balanced way. Unfortunately, I mean, th-
1: I mean, thankfully, <clears throat> like our kids are the same age and yeah. ha- literally have each other, yeah. and and it's created like a beautiful bond too. But I think, uh, I think that of course it's been it's been challenging. But I think it's true. I, there's something that felt that we had to get it done, and then we had this shared experience of no matter what, we're getting it done. Who cares? It's midnight, and they have school tomorrow. Just Shut up. Keep going. Lay down. You know, we, we ha- we're we going to figure this out. And actually creating a space that allowed us to show up in all of those ways. Mm-hmm. I think the first episode, the kids come in. I'm like, fuck, what are we going to do? We're like, she's like, we're moms. We're going to have to just let them know we're moms. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. well, well, you know, and we kind of rolled with it. And it, it, just, it was this need to show up. As ourselves and this safety to kind of affirm each other in that. Mm -hmm. And we we had like Erica and I have had a mutual friend and uh, we weren't close at all, you know, before we started this podcast. We maybe hung out a handful of times at some birthday parties. And the first thing that really drew us to one another is she had newly become single. I had been single for some time. And up, we didn't know each other very well. We met in motherhood. She was like, well, I, I met a couple on Tinder. And I was like, oh, mm. oh, did you? I was like, okay, bitch. Like, yeah. I didn't know you was that spicy. I'm like, oh, okay, I knew, I knew this bitch was my friend for a reason. And that uh, for me, I was like, oh, that's oh. Let me call her again because now we're both single. We have these kids, and I know I can like. I knew I could talk to her. I knew we were like cool, but I didn't know we, we were that cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that made me feel we were very cool. Yeah, it was vulnerable. I, it was vulnerable yeah. and yeah. Um, open. Yeah, and really that's the, the the beginning of the podcast. Cause shortly after that, she was like, do you want to start a podcast with me? Because she hadn't seen black women in this space. Honest. She hadn't seen a lot of uh, non-married women. It's like this fairy tale, you know, shit were pushed all the time and no one was talking to, about it from a real space. And so that like sitting there together and, and I told her we're going to be honest or we're not, you know, in honesty is really just what, pushed us to keep going and the most beautiful thing i think about it all is that our kids get to see literally watch something grow yeah they saw us cultivate this thing and now they know they can do whatever they want yes Mm -hmm. you know i was watching catwoman with her and i was like oh god i wanted to be catwoman i'm pissed but i like zoe i really wanted to be catwoman like my goal was i was gonna play catwoman but i was like huh maybe Linda could be Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta tell her, I gotta make sure she knows she can be Catwoman yeah. so we could start early. <laughs> but like... But nothing's off limits. Nothing's off limits. And it, even if it doesn't look like this or like that, like, you can create it. Mm-hmm. What do you want to build? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Like, and, and obviously, and, you know, sometimes we feel mom guilt about... The time, the the attention span, I get anxiety as fuck knowing I should be doing this, but I'm doing this and I need to do both. Both are important. And like, you know, a business is a baby. It's it takes a lot of time, but it, it is very fulfilling when when you dedicate, you know, the thing time and energy to the things that you're allowed to give birth to other things that excite yes, you. Yes. You know,
2: it's it's okay like the actual physical birth is not the only birthing that you'll be doing it's not the only thing you'll love unconditionally it's not the thing you're gonna only thing you're gonna be paying attention to and watching over like the crib be. like is it growing is it doing okay you know are you okay are you breathing are you still alive you know that's that's how it should feel when you're you know building something and building a business that you're excited about. And you have to be relentless. You have to, like we talk about manifestation a lot. It's not about fucking saying a magic wish over a candle and letting it burn for three days. And then the shit comes true. No, like there is action behind it. That has to happen. You have to show up. You have to like, and when you, and I promise you when you do, there's no way you can fail. And the journey might not, Look exactly how you thought it was going to look, because even me and Mila's journey, like I look up and I'm like, damn, that we manifested that. but It looks different than like the original manifestation, but essentially it's the same fucking result, you know, and like being open to that. And honestly, too, I think it's surrounding yourself with other people that can help push you along and empower you. Relationships you do, you can't do it alone. Like you can build a business alone. Like luckily me and Mila, like I like I needed her thank God
1: honestly the right. heavens above hearing
0: you two like talk about things together I'm so jealous because I'm like I have to do
1: all that <laughs> no but myself. you can but you, you can. can do it by yourself and, and, absolutely and, and you can find friends so doing tired. something completely different but can still support you in the same ways mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah. it's just a different type yeah it's it's different but it's essentially the same thing and it's really aligning yourself with the people around you and finding your work tribe finding the people that you can lean on and ask for advice finding the people that will like pass you that contact and not make you feel weird about it you know like the people that really support you and and that's what I've found in this space and that's I think the reason why we've kept going. I haven't always felt that way and honestly I've been afraid to ask for help. Like, ooh, it's it's weak or like she's going to know I'm not as far she's along. Judge me. She's I'm not as far as long as her. Like she's going to think or like she's never going to do that for me. Like just not trusting that people will show up for you. And it's like we have met such an incredible group of women in this space that have just been like Oh yeah, I got that brand partnership. Let me con- like, yeah, let me connect you on email to them. Like you should have one too, not like me first. Me, me only, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's really it's really important.
1: Yeah, it's opening your heart to like loving your child in abundance, but also your ability to love lots of things in abundance, and for like that love of other things to also give love to your child. Like whatever energizes you, if you're passionate about something, you're gonna be like excited about life. Like if I wasn't doing this work, I would be sad. (laughs) I would, I wouldn't, I like, I, 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 there was a time, you know, in the very early in motherhood and I was looking for something. I didn't know what exactly it was and I was scared. I wasn't gonna find whatever it was like this thing. But the excitement that good moms gave me, like our friendship, like this message gave me like I even when for years we weren't making money, we still showed up, even if our kids had to like, I don't know what they were doing in there. <laughs> <laughs> but like feeding that love and in, in things that you love and in, in yourself is ultimately way also breeds the relationships and the friendships and, and and the connections and the networks that breed more and give you money and give you fine Like those things are secondary. But when you go on that first tip of love and you feed that everything else kind of starts to drop in. And
2: one more thing, because I know we're going on tangent, but I thought I was,
1: <laughs> I was just thinking when you were
2: saying that, how like Mila was my self care. Like that was me taking time for myself. Hanging out with her, having these conversations, which essentially gave me space to be like, oh, this could be a business. Oh, I can, I can, I can create this, you know what I mean? So that's why I think it really is important that moms and women take time for themselves, whether that's having, sitting down with your bestie or your new friend and having like really great conversations that help inspire you to figure out what it is you actually care about, or it's going on a trip or it's going to the nail shop every Tuesday at this time. And no one can fucking interrupt that day. You know, it's like, it looks different for
1: everyone. But um, also making sure that tribe is your tribe and actually makes sure. You feel good, mm-hmm. and you know that's the thing about our friendship. I think it both made us feel like, "Oh, you're doing that too." Okay, I'm not tripping. Okay, I knew it. I wasn't, but I don't want to tell that other bitch because she's gonna judge me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of giving each other the permission to show up as we were in motherhood, mm-hmm. and I think that's been a part of it too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's like what we were talking about on your podcast about being well in community. Is exactly what you just described. Mm-hmm.
2: Check your circle, yes,
0: and don't be afraid to add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making friends as an adult is tricky and that's something i have
1: listeners and community members ask about it all, all the, the time, time. Come to good vibe it. retreat you guys the good vibe retreat is speed dating for friends
2: that's a, that. that's what someone's called
1: it when we we're in costa rica they but were like, it's like deep level speed dating yeah. and, and and our community really is like come as you are type yeah. of community and it, it we Made so many friends. <laughs> we so, did. Our next retreat is in July. I, I'm I'm trying to convince Les to come.
2: July 31st, <laughs> and down. we're going to Costa Rica. There's two different groups of women that are coming. Whoever comes is the perfect group. And it's it's literally women. Now we've now we've done this twice already. Are meeting up in their cities. They're forming friendships. We get pictures, and I literally fucking Cry. a tear. <laughs> like tears come because yes. I'm like, oh my god, this is exactly. Why we're doing this work because it is hard for women to connect. Sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone to peel back these layers, this mask, to be able to open up to a woman that maybe you wouldn't typically be friends with in your city, you know? And when you come to the retreat, you kind of have to surrender. You're in the jungle, you're out of the country, there's nowhere for you to fucking hide, girl. Like, we're all here doing the same shit. Who are you? Who are you? Wait, I kind of mm. like you, you know, like, and I think that there's a lot of um, ego involved when it comes to making friends as an adult. And um, I think that that, I think that, that the retreat really allows the ego to be stripped and, and, come as you are. Yeah. So I encourage you, if you're a woman that's listening, that's like, I don't know where to start. I have no, I moved to a new city. I have no friends here. Like, I promise you there's someone near you that's coming. That's because that's just how divine alignment works. When you make the choice to choose yourself, you people will come.
1: Yes. And, and yes. it's like, it's, you're, you're agreeing to the six day trip, but you take that shit home with you. Oh yeah. And, and that, that saying yes to that, so many yeses open up from that. So many yeah. relationships birth from that. So many shifts. Like it's not just, you know, coming to the jungle, but it's coming to the jungle to meet like 23 or 24 other minds that are going to essentially be teachers to you. And it's just, it's really powerful. You guys, you should come. <laughs> mm. So good. Well, we'll make sure we include information in the show
0: notes so that people can check it out. I'm, I'm sold. I want to go. So. <laughs> you convinced me. But I actually love what you just said about surrendering, whether it is surrendering to showing up fully as yourself and being seen maybe surrendering to a scenario that you're in
2: surrendering to not knowing all of the answers mm.
0: i think that's something that is really going to stick with
2: me yeah i literally have had to learn it i've had to surrender just to the day mm-hmm. you know like okay bitch you win <laughs> i'm not gonna get it all done yeah i'm not because i am a doer. okay like it's a blessing and a curse but it's like thank god you're a doer <sighs> or like a but delegator I just I'm like I'm knowledge. just like we got to get this done this 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 I know I'm like Jamila I like, do this oh, I, I did it I'm, I'm like bitch <laughs> sorry I love you I hope you <laughs> I know I love you I'm so, I'm like the worst I know it and I but I can't help it because if I don't get it out if I for example if I don't text Jamila, like I just sometimes I'll just text her I'll be like this 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 and this I'm like I'm just putting this here so I don't forget you know, and also putting this here, like, so maybe you'll do one of these things because I, I can't, I don't know what to do. We got to get it done. I'm overwhelmed.
1: Also, we're going to have 20 more of these and we're <laughs> going to lose this one, but some someone's going to get it. It's a system.
2: But I have also realized how counteractive that is to my creativity in ways, how it's counteractive to my mental health. It activates my anxiety. And sometimes I just have to say, yeah, I can't. I'm not doing it. Sorry. Like, like No. Mm-mm, I'm not recording today. Can't work. I just I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and sometimes it's like she's like, "No, bitch, we are. We have to." And I'm like, "Fuck, fine." But there has to be a surrendering even to just that. Like, especially like women, we have so many things on our plate. Moms, like, sometimes you just surrender, girl. Like, just say, I just can't, mom, today. Go in the living room, eat the popcorn, watch TV for 42 you hours. Apple pie for
1: breakfast, no problem. I don't
2: care. Just fucking get away. <laughs> and that's the surrender, you know? And I think that that's really, really important. And it also allows things to flow in that way if you're constantly like this rigid like gotta get this it leaves no room for like magic to happen for like inspiration to seep through like there's just so much structure in place yes so we can't be reminded
0: of that enough
2: because i know i've experienced
0: that so many times that when i just chill out and let things happen they happen but it still gets so tempting to want to do and fix and force, and even when we've
1: experienced it, we still have to remind ourselves of that. Mm-hmm. My my I, my biggest lesson has been like, don't force shit. Like I'm like one there's one thing to be uh, persistent. We've been very persistent, bitches. <laughs> but forcing, no, I never like I, this. This journey has opened up, blossomed so divinely that I'm never like scared. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, cause I've, I know the magic, you know, like I know how the universe works. I know how spirit works. I know everything is mine is already mine. It's on its way. Like I'm never, like even knows. I'm like, huh, all right, catch you around, catch you around the block, <laughs> you know, but it's just because I believe in the magic in life. Like there's magic in everything, you know, even saying like relationships that go wrong, like there's magic in every, every corner, but sometimes it takes to get through the shit to see it. And sometimes it's just like, relax and stop trying to control what you cannot control. What you can't control is not to be controlled release, you know? And that's, that's a huge, and that's a huge lesson in motherhood too. That shit. You can't control that person. It's a little human. Yeah. (laughs) Like she's going to have a tantrum.
2: She can't tell you why. You're not going to reason with her. She's a terrorist. So just let her have her terrorist moment. And that's it. You know, and you might cry also because that's for sure happened. And where they, de- I, they don't listen. Where I'm crying. She's crying. And we're all crying now. And it's like, this is a hot ass mess.
1: <laughs> and that's OK. And, but,
2: but you got to surrender. Yeah. Sometimes your kids got to see you cry. Yeah. So they know like mommy has feelings, too. Yes. I've done that. I've had that moment with my child. Like <laughs> I'll never forget this moment in the mall where she was. Ir- she was like just fucking with me all day, just crying for no reason. It's a terrible threes. Just just everything was a problem, everything. And finally I got to the mall and I was like, I just need to buy one thing for myself. I was here to like buy something I was looking for. Couldn't find it. She was tripping. She wanted me to pick her up. I didn't want to pick her up. I'm like- then she starts having a meltdown and then everyone in the mall is staring at me now of course I'm a bad mom because my kid isn't you know and also I have like trauma like because I'm a black woman and I'm like oh my god don't be like those white kids that act crazy you're acting like a white kid but also like fine just go do it I don't give a fuck because you know white people they just let their kids just do crazy shit in in public places (laughs)
1: Oh, Johnny it's okay but low key they <laughs> surrender more they, they do be just like I surrender now I get it I'll be like yeah girl <laughs> fuck it you having fun on the floor <laughs> okay well
2: but at that time I like the la- I just remember this lady came up to me and she's like is she okay? And I was like, "Am I okay? Like, right. are you gonna ask me if I'm okay? Have you seen all the hell that's been raised? Raised? I by can't me? believe someone said it. And okay. she offered her water, and not me. And that was like <laughs> the line was drawn. I was pissed, and I was like, Get you. and I brought her into the dressing room, and I was like, "I'm doing the best I can. And she's three, <laughs> and I'm like." trying to tell her like how she's hurt me today I'm like getting teary eyed thinking about it because it's funny but also like it was a really like moment that I was like what the fuck did I sign up for here can I do this Mm. I'm losing my shit like am I allowed to cry I don't give a fuck I'm surrendering I'm crying and I fucking bawled my eyes out and then (laughs) she literally was like came around stop crying because now she's scared because like why the fuck is my mom crying and she was like trying to hug me and I was like don't hug me (laughs) I'm mad at her now. I've been mad at her. And I was like, mommy cries too. I have feelings too. You have been hurting my feelings all day long. Like, don't you see that? Mm -hmm. And she just was like, she heard me, you know, she heard me and her, and I don't know what she took from that moment. I wish I could say it was the last time it happened. It wasn't. Um, (laughs) But I don't regret that moment. I'm happy that she saw that. And we've had many more moments like that where like my daughter has seen me be vulnerable because I am not perfect, but I do know a lot more than you. Um, And hopefully one day you'll know more than me. That's the fucking point. I don't know where I went with that, but no.
0: But I feel like that was, that was the perfect note of it, of Letting yourself be human, letting your kids experience you being human mm-hmm. and moving forward with
2: it. Yeah. Oh. Surrender.
0: Surrender. I think that's <laughs> going to be the theme of the episode. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you both so much for being here. I love this conversation. I had so much fun. Please tell our listeners where they can find
2: you. Well, thank you for having us. Um, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, Good Moms, Bad Choices. Um, you can find us on Instagram at moms underscore bad choices. Make sure you follow the Good Vibe Retreat Instagram. We are having our retreat in Costa Rica. July 31st is the first retreat. August. August 10th is the second retreat. If you've been wanting to take a break, this is your sign. It's time. And you won't regret it. I
1: swear to God, you'll never regret choosing yourself mm-hmm. ever. You'll figure it out. <laughs> did i miss anything um we have a patreon where we have exclusive content more advice more lessons we talk about a lot of stuff over there it's patreon.com backslash good moms bad choices
0: and that's it that's Perfect. it i'll link all of that in the show notes so it's thank super you. easy to find thank you <laughs> thank you so thank much you. i enjoyed this And that is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning into today's conversation with Mila and Erica from Good Moms, Bad Choices. If you like this episode, make sure you leave a rating and a review. It is super helpful for supporting the show. And also make sure that you go check out Good Moms, Bad Choices, add it to your podcast lineup. If it's not there already, I know you will love it huge thanks to our sponsors for supporting the show and for helping make production of this show possible. As always, we always have coupon codes and sponsor information in the show notes. So make sure you check it out so that you can get your special deals and discounts. It's also really, really helpful for the podcast when you use our hookup codes, when you use our special links, because that shows our partners that you really enjoy listening, that you enjoy checking out their products. Next week, we're going to start diving into the creativity part of the series, talking about the intersection between wellness and creativity. Amazing conversations coming that I know you're going to love. So thanks again for being here and I'll talk to you next week.